Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. You know what that is. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. I am fired up once again to be talking Detroit Lions here on the show. We're going to have a lot different show this week than we've had in the past. Uh, it was great last week to have Ryan Dyrude on the show uh, from the LAFB. We talked NFL draft. We went through scenarios. I tried to make him the Chargers GM, and we talked about how we could get a deal done with the Detroit Lions. That's one of the ideal scenarios. But uh, lots to talk about today. Before I get into it, one thing I'm going to do on this show is I'm going to promo a little bit my Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which is another podcast I do two times a week on the Detroit Lions. So I've got both shows going. i got the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which I started a couple years ago with my buddy Grifka. On that show, we ran rave, we argue, I make fun of Grifka, he makes fun of himself, we talk Lions. Uh, it's just a humorous show, and it's also a good football show. Do that on Wednesdays and Fridays, and then I come here every Monday morning for you right here on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe Podcasting Network to talk, uh, teach you guys how to believe in the Detroit Lions. I believe! Um, real, so... I, I want you guys, if you haven't checked that show out, the uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast, to uh, please go check it out. Uh, it's a fun show. I think you'll like it if you like this show. I think you'll definitely like that show. We, um, like I say, we have gimmicks. Give it some time. Sometimes me and Grifka have to do a solo show based on our schedules. But when you get us together, uh, hang in there with it. There's a lot of inside jokes, a lot of fun stuff that happens there. You can check that out on all the different podcast platforms. So... What I'm going to do in the second half of the show is I did a little preview on my last Detroit Kool-Aid cast where I ran through, I made a mini board to go along with all my other draft stuff I've got in my DTO scouting man den. I made a little mini board that's 77 NFL draft prospects that I think fit the Lions. I started going through them seven at a time on that show. I got through about 35, 36, somewhere in there. I'm going to do the rest of them today. So it's a little teaser. If you want to see what those first 35, 36, 37 type players are, you got to go to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Uh, just type that in on iTunes or go to uh, the old Google machine and type that in on a search. It's going to pop right up. You're going to be able to find it. Please hit that subscribe for that show. But today you're going to get what, probably over 40 other prospects that I like, probably starting in the second, third round, working its way all the way through. I've got them somewhat ranked in order, but it's also in groups. So these guys are kind of in clusters. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the players. I'm not going to dive into every player, 
but I'm going to give you a little something, something on each of those guys to talk about. So we'll get to that after the break. Um, what I want to talk about in the beginning of the show is crazy fun too, because I heard this today and I'm like, man, I got to talk about this on Believe in Lions real quick before I even get into that. There's, there's rumor and innuendo that there's going to be a, uh, a NFC North roundtable here on Believe in Lions. So that may have already dropped before you're hearing this. This might be coming out after. It's going to be me and three other uh, hosts here on the Believe Podcasting Network talking NFC North, the black and blue division. So... Like I say, if that's not out, be on the lookout for it. If you missed it, you might want to go back into your podcast feed and check it out. All right, that's enough promoing here to start the show. Let's get into these draft trade scenarios for the Detroit Lions. So I've talked on other shows that the the, the premier thing is for the Lions sit there at three and for Chase Young to fall right in their lap. I wouldn't be totally opposed if they had to give up uh, very minimal resources just to go up the one spot to secure him. But everything that everybody's been talking about is the Lions staying at three and picking or making a trade down. Trade down is always my favorite solution. Anybody you talked about the NFL draft, the first thing they'll probably tell you is, man, I'd love it if my team could trade down. (laughs) Um, I I think this year, I mean, I really... think i mean strongly i mean i believe i believe i believe i believe <laughs> i believe it's a it's a real possibility so let's go through four scenarios talk about them a little bit that have been written about they've been talked about and i think everybody that's a detroit lions fan needs to be on the lookout for so the first scenario is trading with the miami dolphins miami dolphins sitting at pick five in this scenario, the Dolphins would give us pick five and number 39 to move up to number three to most likely select a quarterback. Um, I, I like that scenario for the Lions. You know, picking up a th- number 39, that's, you know, a, a top pick there in the second round. You're probably going to get an immediate starter. You're going to get a, a stud, hopefully, with that pick. It doesn't really hurt the Lions uh, to move down those two spots. People would say you, you, you might miss out on... Jeff Okuda, a lot of people are cooling on Isaiah Simmons, saying that he either doesn't fit as well or that, you know, the Lions already have too many linebackers. Uh, I'm really not in that boat still. I think he's that much of a versatile piece that you could go get him and still make it work. But, uh, yeah, I would be all about moving down two spots and picking up a high second-round pick like that. Next scenario is trading with the L.A. Chargers. This is what I tried to do with Ryan Dyroot. And this is kind of what we talked about, about uh, number six. They'd be giving up number six, number 37. And this scenario has them giving up a 2021 fourth rounder as well. So me and Ryan kind of talked about like, yeah, man, if you if you want to give up that pick at 37 I'm more than apt to, to make a trade. He was talking about, you know, it starts with two ones. My thought was I'm only moving down a few spots and there's plenty of players that can help the Detroit Lions. So I move down those two spots. I definitely take your 37. And if you're going to throw in a fourth rounder next year, absolutely. You know, I would take that. I would accept that. I would move down, see who falls to me and be very happy if I'm Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia with that offer. The next scenario, number nine overall, you know who that is. Number nine is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags would come to the Lions and say, hey, we'll give you nine and number 20. We got two first rounders. We want to climb 
up six spots to uh, get their quarterback. And nobody's talking about, nobody had talked about the Jags really. You know, everybody just is anointing Gardner Manchu. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like me some Gardner Manchu, but not that much. I mean, he can sell some merch with the headband and the fanny pack and all the gimmicks he's got. I mean, my goodness, he's got more gimmicks than uh, Sam Martin on a, holding an extra point, I swear. But... <laughs> I'm not going to just throw him in as my quarterback if I can get better solutions. So if I can get it to three because I love Justin Herbert, I love Tua Tungavailoa, um, or even Jordan Love, I'm going to do that if I'm Jacksonville. So it's a heavy price to give up nine and 20. But if I'm the Detroit Lions, I am more than happy to slide down to nine. Now, now you hear this in the Detroit media about people acting like, oh my gosh, if you go past six or seven, you're just out of luck. I mean, have they watched the draft the last decade or so? I mean, you're going to get studs basically from rounds one to three, if you know what you're doing. Round four or five, it starts to get a little dicey, and then after that, it's an obvious crapshoot. People give you the the overall ratings. Oh, it's under 50% chance you'll get a good player. Yeah, I mean, that's accounting for all the 5th, 6th, 7th rounders that always kind of wash out based on numbers, practice squads, all that. There's no drop-off at pick 6 or 7, I'm here to tell you. This draft is loaded, as you'll hear later, with all my prospects that I like for the Detroit Lions. You know, I can move anywhere in this first round, depending on what you're giving me, and be totally happy with it. So, 9 and number 20. Yes, sir. I'm totally happy. Jacksonville, we would have a deal. But the best deal we saved for last, and that's my favorite team. I've talked about them on multiple podcasts, multiple shows, and that's my favorite trade partner, and that's the Oakland Raiders. Oh, wait, that's not the Oakland Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders with uh, good old Mike Mayock and John Gruden at the helm. I mean, these guys, I got to give them credit. I always loved the Mayock with NFL Network. I always thought that he did a good job when he got the job. People thought he was just a talking head that was put in there. I thought he was a tough-minded guy, hard worker, willing to do what it takes to get a good football team. And at least in his first year, he pretty much proved it. He came with some really good talent in the draft. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he'd drive a hard bargain. John Gruden, on the other hand, I feel like gets in love with a player or two and is willing to do whatever it takes to kind of move up, go get who he wants to get. Usually that's a quarterback. Usually that's a skilled player. So John Gruden, we've got a skilled player for you at number three that can be yours. And in this scenario, he is going to talk Mike Mayock into giving the Lions pick number 12, pick number 19 in the first round. And they're going to throw in number 80 as well, which is a mid-third rounder. Um, this this is the deal we're doing if we're the Detroit Lions. Again, we're throwing out all that uh, all that garbage about there. You can't go past a certain spot. Oh, we don't want to lose out on X, Y, and Z. We want value, and the best value in the draft is getting picks 12 and 29 and a mid-third rounder to add to your bevy of picks already, which is an upper second rounder, an upper third rounder. You're looking at one, two, three. You're looking at basically five picks there in the top 80. That that can change a franchise. That can absolutely make your team something special both now and in the future. 
Oakland. I'm going to keep doing that, I swear. Vegas, we have a deal. This is the jackpot. This is when you pull the old uh, arm on the on the old uh, penny slot, and it comes up uh, four cherries or whatever it is, and you get all the money. Absolute jackpot for the Detroit Lions. Uh, tremendous deal. So... All, all four of the scenarios I like. I mean, uh, again, it may be just an app to want to trade down. You know, you may miss out on a talent that becomes super special. But, you know, to to me, you want more bites at the apple. You want more opportunities to add to a team that, yeah, they had three wins last year. But I think the Detroit Lions have some talent, some up-and-coming talent. They also have a quarterback. And they have some skill players that can do some things. So... I don't know. I I believe in all these scenarios. I believe. And uh, I believe Bob Quinn can get this done. I believe. But he's got to do it come draft day. So we'll see what he does. Bob Quinn, please get this done. Please make one of these four trades because I will be ecstatic if we get Chase Young. I will be ecstatic if I hear the words, we have a trade to announce at when the number three pick comes up. And I got tons of prospects. If you want to give me a call, I've got I got 30-some prospects I'm fine with in the first round. So uh, there, there's no issue with some huge drop-off because you're going to be getting two good football players or you're going to be getting you know, three good football players with these extra picks. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer in my opinion. Love Jeff Okuda. Love Isaiah Simmons. Love Derek Brown. Wouldn't even be opposed to Tua and other options if they really want to get crazy. But trading back, letting the board fall to you, picking up premier prospects. Everybody wants to look at defense. They make a trade down. Don't be surprised if the Detroit Lions tack offense as well because their their offseason's been filled with defense. They've added linebackers, defensive tackles, defensive linemen. Uh, they got another safety to add to the mix. So could they just absolutely you know, freak us all out and just go crazy offense as well if they make a trade down or if they acquire some more assets. Oh, hell, yeah, they could. (laughs) I would love it. That would be tremendous. I cannot wait to see what they do. Two weeks away, basically when you're listening to this, probably less than two weeks away to the NFL draft, my favorite time of year. Gosh, you can tell I'm getting excited. I'm going to have to start pumping out even more content here on the Believe Podcast Network. Don't be surprised if you see a couple bonus shows, a couple mock drafts, a couple shows where I'm ranting and raving before and after the draft right here on the Believe Podcast Network. So real quick, before we take a break, I just want to remind everybody, please subscribe to this show. Uh, You can find it on uh, all types of platforms. We got iTunes. We got TuneIn. We got Luminary. We got Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, gosh, there was a couple other overcast. There's a couple other ones that I found recently that's got the show. It's rocking and rolling. So uh, please do that. Hit the subscribe button. It really helps too. I know it sounds like a nuisance, but hey, last time I checked, we're basically all stuck in our homes, social distancing, crazy time in this world. What else you got to do? Listen to some podcasts. Jump on iTunes. Give me a five-star review if you think I've earned it. It takes one minute, maybe two minutes to help out the show. Uh, that gets us more views, gets us uh, higher on the charts where more people can find the show. I'd really appreciate it if you did that. And I always say, I try to check the reviews every once in a while. So if you leave a review and you leave a question that you really want answered on the show, I'll read your name. I'll read the question. I'll answer it for you. And I'll thank you so much for giving me what I hope is a five-star review for the show. So please do that. 
And uh, yeah, uh, like I say, you, you've heard of a couple sponsors here on the front and the back end of the show. If you want to sponsor, go to Believe.com or anybody that's out there listening. Believe Podcast Network has so many great shows, probably two to three hundred shows of all types of sports and you know, workout shows and health shows and gosh, they just got everything. Every time I go through there, it's like, wow, look at all the stuff they got covered on the podcast game growing every day. Really happy to be uh, proud to be part of the team and growing the show day by day. So please do that. Please reach out to them if you want to sponsor or hit that subscribe button. And again, one more quick promo before I go to my break. If you love this show, if you love the Detroit Lions, if you're like, man, I'm always looking for good Lions podcasts. I got maybe a couple in my back pocket, but I could always add a couple more. Go and find the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We call it the DKC. We uh, serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid, big tall glasses. I mean, drink it in and uh, have a bunch of fun on that show. So please find us. Please hit subscribe. That show's been up and running. There's tons of good archives to go listen to. Once you get rolling with it, you'll know all of the inside jokes. You'll laugh. You'll have a good time. And you'll hear me and Grifka argue and yell at each other half the time, which is tremendous as well. So please check that out. Please hit the subscribe on both. Now that I promoted in the beginning of the show, and now I'm shilling here before the break, I'm done doing that. I'm taking the break. We'll be right back with probably 40 draft prospects that have to be on your brain. you got to know these names. I'll give you a little tidbits here and there. These are targets that I have and I hope and think the Detroit Lions have as well. Everybody, we'll be right back. Everybody on Believe in Lions, we are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to the show, hitting subscribe, leaving those reviews, telling a friend. We really appreciate it. Let's not mess around. Let's get right into this. So this is where I left off. Again, if you want to hear those first uh, 35 plus names, you got to go to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, find that podcast and give that a listen. It was my Wednesday show this past week. So that would have been, gosh, what was that? Probably April 5th. Yeah, probably the 5th, 6th, somewhere in there, whatever last Wednesday was uh, around that time is when I dropped that show. Um, I left off my last two prospects were two Clemson people, uh, Clemson players, T. Higgins, A.J. Terrell. Higgins is a guy that I feel, I, I, I like his game. He's smooth, he's silky, he could almost be a Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, but I just don't know that you're going to want to spend that second round on a guy like that. And then A.J. Terrell is a corner. He's kind of in that mix of corners that you can get, hopefully, within that second round if you don't get Jeff Okuda. I like his game. I've seen him toasted a few times here or there in some of the big games, but I think he could be a a plus player, a good starter in the NFL at corner. So let's get into this next batch. The next batch of guys, I'll read them off probably seven at a time or so and then hit on a few guys. So we got Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. Denzel Mims, 6'3", 197-pound, wide receiver out of Baylor. We've got Kenneth Murray, the inside uh, linebacker of Oklahoma. Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. Zach Bond, he's a stand-up rusher, basically outside linebacker type from Wisconsin. And LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado, wide receiver. So that was, let me see, that was six. I'll give you the seventh here. 
Antoine Winfield Jr., son of the former NFL baller. He's out of Minnesota. He's a safety. He's a ball hawk. Let's look at these these seven and pick out a few here. Um, when I'm looking at this list, I mean, I love Jeff Gladney. He's a press corner. He's been injured, so he didn't get to do all the testing. That's kind of dropped him down the board a bit, I believe. I'd assume he's there in the second round if that's the route they want to go. Uh, hmm. It's like Zach Bond's a guy I really like, and I've seen him mocked, you know, right around that, that pick 35 spot. But the Lions have loaded up with Jamie Collins and some of these former Patriots, and we already had three linebackers returning unless they make some type of trade. So I think he's kind of off the board, even though I love his game. Josh Jones, I mean, people are kind of wondering, what what do you do? You know, you got Hal Vitae, you got Taylor Decker. Do you need another tackle? If so, when do you get one and what do you do? Do you kind of groom them? You know, uh, you got to take Josh Jones in the second round probably. I mean, I hate to just put him on the bench or or bring him along slowly. So he's, he's on my radar, but also not so much. And let's see here. LaVisca Chenault to me is very interesting. And the reason why is I think he's a really good talent. He's a, the type of talent the Lions could really like. He's a he's a guy that can catch and run. He can run all types of routes. He can catch underneath. He can do lots of things. I think you can move him around too. I think he can play outside, inside. Now, he's been injured as well and hasn't been able to do anything. And, and he was a mid-first-round prospect. Now I feel like he's in that second, mid-second even range, which seems crazy based on his talent and based on where he was earlier in the game, I, I wouldn't be opposed six to 220 pounds to, to them, maybe grabbing a guy like this, especially if they get an extra second rounder. That's really when I would be all about it. If you're going to just have 35 and use it on them, I feel like you could wait. Now, when I was talking with Ryan on my last believe in lion show, I told him, wait, wait, wait on receiver and wait on, um, running back. You know, I feel like you can wait and still get good talent. So if you take one early, you're going to get a good player, but are you going to miss out on the value that's going to come later based on these guys falling and the depth of talent? So that's my precursor. Uh, Winfield, one of my favorite players, but he's been climbing up the board er late first, early second, most likely could go, you know, late uh, there in the second round, I believe, but he's a ball hawk. He can do some things. Let, let's go to the next seven. We got we got Arnett, the corner out of Ohio State. We got Jonah Jackson, the big old offensive guard. We got Justin Matabuke, interior defensive lineman from Texas A&M. Terrell Lewis, kind of an edge, big edge, big freaky athlete player out of Alabama. K.J. Hamler. Let's see, how many is that? Six. We'll give you one more here. K.J. Hamler, the wideout out of Penn State. And let's go with Jordan Elliott, the interior defensive lineman out of Missouri. Mizzou. Um, gosh, the reason I put Arnett where I did is I had to put him on the board late in the game. At first, I didn't like him. The more I saw him drop where he's not in the high second, now he's in the mid, late, maybe even upper third round. I think he's tremendous. You go watch his tape. The guy gets in your face. He's got swag. He's always getting his hands on the football. Um, I think the best case scenario for the Detroit Lions, to be honest, this is going to upset a lot of you Jeff Okuda lovers out there. I would love if the Lions would just hold their water, wait, and get 
Damon Arnett in the third round. I mean, especially if they're able to trade back, get whoever's there, use their two second rounders on impact talents, and then get Damon Arnett to cover that other corner spot. That would be tremendous. Jonah Jackson is kind of crazy. I got to talk about him too from Ohio State because a lot of people had him way off the radar. I mean, we're talking fifth, sixth round. I've seen him as high as upper second round now. I think he did himself a lot of uh, good I, down there at the Senior Bowl. This guy's 6'3", 310 pounds or so. Kind of a an awkward look to him, and sometimes he's not the prettiest guy in the blocking game, but he gets the job done. I mean, really, really good uh, percentages when he was holding holding people off the quarterback. I feel like that's a good option, but I also feel like I'm I'm waiting to see what the Lions are really doing with Hal Vitae. Is he really the right tackle, or is he the right guard, and they're willing to spend big on a on a premier tackle to put there on the right side, and then maybe move over to the left once they either move on from Taylor Decker or kind of reconfigure their line. Matabuke is a guy that a lot of people like. I haven't done a ton of work on him. You know, I, I know that he's an impact player there from defensive tackle. I think he used to be an edge guy. They moved him inside. He's just a penetrator type. Would that fit the Lions? Um, you know, he's on my radar, but not a guy I want to dive deep into. Terrell Lewis, a guy I liked early in the process. Now I'm not as huge of a fan. He is a guy I feel like is a moldable piece of clay. You could bring him in, teach him your system, and maybe in, you know, his second, even early third year, you have a star. Uh, really, you know, good player on your hands, but I think in the beginning it might be a little rough for that guy. Uh, KJ Hamler, I, I touted this guy early in the process too, and now it seems like he's falling a bit, you know. He's a absolute speed demon, kind of do-it-all type of player. I feel like he fits what the Lions would look for. Um, juice to get up over the top, a guy that could catch it and run to the end zone at any point. That's what they're missing, but... You know, again, do you want to take him in the early second round? He ain't going to make it to the third round. You know, I I don't see that happening. Um, Jordan Elliott, again, a guy that came on late in the game for me. He's a, uh, I think he's PFF's number one interior defensive lineman. You know, he's not getting a ton of pub, but I'm not turning my eye to him, especially the Lions right now have Danny Shelton and uh, Williams, Nick Williams in the middle there. Uh, for the most part, again, everybody's forgot about Deshaun Hand, but he's a baller as well. So, you know, do you want to add another defensive tackle? And if so, what price? Do you really want to spend a first, second, or third rounder? Or do you want to wait? I mean, I feel like uh, Jordan Elliott's probably, again, mid, late second. So if you want to take him, you're kind of reaching early second, and he's probably not going to make it to you in the third. So, you know, depends what the Lions want to do there. Next seven, I got Julian Okwara. We've got Romeo. His brother Julian would be a nice pairing. Uh, this guy, a lot of people love. People are probably yelling at their rate, um, you know, their their cell phone, saying, "Why haven't you mentioned this guy?" Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Cameron Dantzler, the corner out of Mississippi State. We got Josh Uche, uh, outside linebacker, rush type end from Michigan. We've got Kyle Duggar. Yeah, if you don't know that name, he's 6'2", 205. He's got dreads. He likes to hit you in the face, and he can make plays. He's out of Lenore Ryan. Yeah, you heard me right. Lenore Ryan, but he's going to be a ball player in the in the league. Looks like a really good prospect. And then we got Jalen Rieger, the speedster out of TCU. And Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan as well. 
Let, let me start with DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones. This was a guy that totally underperformed. I'm a huge Michigan fan. I hate to say that for you Sparties and people that are out there listening, but I, I'm go blue all day, every day. And DPJ, he never showed up in college. Like, this was the number one recruit or whatever at the position. This guy has all the height, the big hands, the speed, the route running, the ability. I mean... He rarely ever was either healthy, and when he was, you were asking, where is where is Peoples-Jones this game? He's got one catch for eight yards. I mean, I'm not going to blame all that on Shea Patterson or the offense. I feel like, you know, Nico Collins was making plays. He showed up big, kind of took that number one role. But here's my counter. DPJ, I think, is going to be a much better pro. Then he was a college player. Like I said, every measurable he hits. What would he have, a 44-inch vert at the combine? I mean, this guy has everything you look for in an NFL prototype receiver, except for the college production. And if he gets in the right system, the right setup, look out. I think he could be big time. Um, let's go ahead, uh, Cameron Dancer. Let's talk about him. This is a small, slight-type corner. He's 6'2", only 185 pounds. Um, comes out of the same school as this guy that used to play in Detroit. Big play slay. Um, I, I thought they could have been a fun combo, but I was also happy they sort of moved on from slay, picked up that third and that fifth rounder. Uh, Cam Dantzler, to me, is a good player. Like I feel like he's falling down the board as well based on not being the biggest guy, didn't really shine at the combine. Hey, you want to wait again? You miss out on Arnett in the third round. You want to keep waiting until that pick at uh, 85 for the Detroit Lions? Cam Dantzler might be there. It might be a ball player, a good corner, because the other thing you got to think about with the Lions, the Lions need corners. I'm not going to deny it. (laughs) These guys haven't been able to cover anything for years. That's been their huge issue. They've got rush players. They've got guys on offense. They can't cover worth a lick. So I agree. They need another corner. You got Trufant now who you brought in. He's a first-year guy, but he seems to have some life left and some grit and some game. You got A.O., the kid out of Penn State that we took last year. Oh, baby. Uh, A.O. is a guy that had some flashes. He did not play until late in the year when he was out there. Man, he looked... He looked more than suitable to be out there uh, on a regular basis for this current construction of this team. So you got to add that third body. you got Justin Coleman, who you're paying nearly $10 million to play slot corner. Come on, Justin Coleman. Like, can you actually play more than a couple good games in a row, bro? I need, like, I need like double-digit games out of you to, uh, to, to, to show me something. But you got those three guys, and you add either a top guy, People get their wish and they get Jeff Okuda. Hey, I'm fine with it. There's your your four main corners. You've got a couple special teams type bodies and guys that can fill in. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But if you want to roll the dice, you want to play the value game, you wait for a guy like Arnett, Dantzler, some of these other corners, and you make it work with that. Troy Pride Jr., who I believe is on my list here. We'll get to him. Uh, could be big. Now, Brandon Ayuk, I want to talk about him, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. This kid, I've heard so much about him. Jeff Risden, uh, Shawnee Belegian, all these different people talking about Brandon Ayuk on their podcast. He's getting a lot of late buzz. He's moving way up the board. I mean, he may not even be there at pick 35 from what I'm hearing. I mean, but if he is, this guy looks like a dang pro. When I saw him, I was like, man, this dude looks like he's been in the league like two, three years. He just had that build. 
He had something about him where I was like, this guy looks like he's going to be a ball player at the next level. And, I mean, like I say, six six foot, 208 doesn't blow you away, but I feel like he's that guy that could learn under Danny Amendola, also make plays from day one, playing in the slot, moving him around, doing lots of different things with him. I have heard him, I think he was compared to uh, Cordero Patterson, which scared me. Because Cordero had all this buzz coming in the league, and he's been a gadget guy his whole his whole career and never really done much. But you know, I'm a Brandon Ayuk fan. I just think that's a, a heavy price to pay in the upper second round. So those are a couple guys in that in that mix. Let's let's keep this thing moving. We got Willie Gay Jr. outside linebacker, Mississippi State. We got Austin Jackson, the big offensive tackle out of USC. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback out of Oklahoma. Natani Muti, offensive guard, Fresno State. Bradley Anai, the edge player, showed out at the Senior Bowl from Utah. Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback out of Notre Dame. Let's see, that's three. Uh, and and my, my other one we'll throw in this mix is Jake Fromm, quarterback out of Georgia. So let's pick out a few of these names. Uh, Willie Gay Jr. is getting a lot of buzz to the Detroit Lions. Uh, this guy is a freaky type linebacker, 6'2", 235 pounds. I feel like he's getting a lot of buzz before free agency because, like I say, there's not much room to do that. He also has character concerns and off-the-field type issues. I, I don't feel like Willie Gay is going to be a Detroit Lions target at this point, but I still put him on my board based on talent and based on ability. Uh, let's move down here. People will say, why do you got Jalen Hurts on your list? I feel like he's a leader. I've seen a couple interviews and things with him where he just came across as a guy that you could bring in. He's not going to really threaten Matt Stafford, but you could get him maybe third, fourth round if he lasts that long. And he could be a nice project guy to bring along. But I don't see it happening. I feel like you just put him there based on uh, leadership, talent, ability, and college production. Natani Muti is a guard that I really like. The Lions haven't addressed the right guard position. He's a mauler. He's a really physical guy. He does have his issues as well in regards to band mobility, some things like that. But he gets your hands on you. He's going to bury you, and he's going to look to do it again on the next snap. Bradley and I, let's spend a little time on him. This is a guy that a lot of Lions fans know. He's been talked about a lot. He showed up at Senior Bowl. He played for the North squad. He made a bunch. I think he had probably two sacks in that game. A good week of practice. Uh, I don't mind him, but I I don't mind him at the good value. You know, you're going to have to wait it out on Bradley and I because he has his issues as well. 6'3", 265 pounds. That's kind of like the Lions you know, prototype in regards to edge players, maybe a little taller they would like, and they even like him a little heavier than that at some point. But this guy seemed to have nice bend, you know, nice nice moves to be able to get after the quarterback. I think the Lions could really use a player like that if you can get him at the right spot. Um, Troy Pride Jr. is that other cornerback option. I kind of already talked about it. If you miss out on some of those other guys, Troy Pride Jr. seems like a good option. And Jake Fromm, again, I'm putting him on there because quarterbacks, I'm not looking past quarterbacks like I know the ideal scenario is Matt Stafford's perfectly healthy and everything works out beautifully and he balls out for the next three four years till his contract runs out and heck he says he's got a lot of football left if he wants to keep playing I, I and he's playing at a high level maybe the Lions will just redo his deal again and keep him around longer I don't know but I'm not opposed to them taking a QB if they think that his his time might be short he might just want to go hang out with his family maybe 
he those back injuries are are more than you think. Jake Fromm, eh, I had him. I still watched him in college. You always thought he could be better than he would show up. He is a great leader. He had a lot of great talent around him. He ran a pro scheme, so he could probably jump right into the NFL and do some things. Let's keep it going. The next seven, Zach Moss. Damian Lewis, Zach Moss is the running back out of Utah. Damian Lewis, offensive guard, LSU. Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of USC. Alton Robinson and Tyler. Alton Robinson is the edge out of Syracuse. And Tyler Biotish, the uh, offensive center. He's the uh, offensive line center, but I think he could probably play some guard as well out of Wisconsin, even though center has been his premier position. Um, Yeah, I know I only gave you a, a five there. Um, let's go ahead and see what else I got here. I'll give you two more. I got to work out my uh, next little group I got here. Uh, Tyler Johnson, my guy at receiver. And let's throw Ben Bredesen in there, offensive guard as well. Um, let's talk about a few of these guys. We'll keep this short and quick. Zach Moss is my guy. I feel like he's the perfect fit for the Lions and what they already have and what they want to do at running back. If you can grab him in the third or fourth round, do it. I would love it. He'd be awesome. Uh, might have a short shelf life to some degree, but hey, get three, four, five years out of him and add to our current backfield of Carry On Johnson. Oh, yeah, I said it. Carry on Um, that, that would be tremendous giving, uh, our quarterback, uh, an absolute run game is a must. We got to get this done. Uh, Damian Lewis, again, addressing the guard position, Michael Pittman, a lot of people could say, wow, he's a lot higher. He's in that Brandon Ayuk type territory. I, I could agree with you, but I would also love to wait and get him in the late third round with that pick at 85 or you know, you get that pick from the Raiders in one of those trades. Take him at number 80 if he's still there. He could go a lot higher. We'll see what happens with Michael Pittman. Alton Robinson made my list because the Lions have not addressed addressed edge whatsoever. And Alton Robinson is 6'4", 260-some pounds. Looks like a, a, a three-, four-year vet right out the gate, able to get after the quarterback. Came from Syracuse. Matt Patricia loves people that come from Syracuse. So, um, also dealt with him at the Senior Bowl, I believe. So, there could be a connection there. Um, Tyler Johnson's my guy in the fifth round at wide receiver. I've talked to him about a bunch. I don't have to do any more. He's just that PFF guy where he makes plays. He puts up numbers. He does what he needs to do. He's not going to blow you away with his 40 or his vert or all the stuff, but he's a ball player. I'd love to see him in a Lions uniform if they weigh down receiver. And Ben Bredesen was the top interior offensive guard. Seems like he's dropped a little bit. I'm all about where he's going to go. If he can slides down the board and you can get him at a good value, I'd be more than happy to plug him right in there on the right side and let him go to work. Um, these next bunch, I'm just going to bunch them all together because I don't have these guys on my little mini board here ranked you know, in, in somewhat sequential order, so I'm just going to give them to you by position. Um, let's go ahead and start with the defensive linemen. I've got Jason Strobridge out of North Carolina. I got Leaky Fotu out of Utah. My guy, what a great name. Big old nasty beast. And James Lynch out of Baylor, interior defensive lineman. Uh, another running back I've got here, which is on Eric Schlitz of USA Today Lions Wire. This is one of his boys, AJ Dillon, six foot, 245 pound running back, basically the same size, same type, big running back the Lions already have, but AJ Dillon runs like a four, four, 
uh, he he's got six speed for a guy that big. Uh, I've got Brandon Mann, uh, Braden Mann, however you pronounce it, the punter. Yeah, punters are people too from Texas A&M. That's my punter. I take him in the sixth, seventh round. Lions do not have a punter currently. And the last three, again, in no uh, sequential order, I've got Michael Amenu from uh, Michigan, interior offensive guard. i got Devin Duvernay, another great name, a receiver out of Texas. He's a little slot guy. Reminds me a little bit of a Golden Tate without some of the shake, but he's got better speed. And uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden, yeah, that's right. I put him on my list. The big old wide receiver out of Liberty. Yeah, you heard me right. He went to Liberty University, and he's going to be an NFL ball player. Uh, 6'4", 216 pounds, really smooth athlete. I've heard a few of my buddies compare him to Kenny Galladay, who nobody knew about before Kenny blew up. But now he's a, a big, smooth athlete making plays. So it's, uh, it's something to think about. You know, you really want to wait on receiver AGG falls down the board, hey, I'd be on board scooping him up and let him uh, roll with Kenny and hopefully find that small slot speed guy as well. (sighs) I got to take a breath here. This is seriously, I I know you guys uh, probably know this already, but this show, I basically hit record and start talking football. Uh, I've I've got my little board here where I can see these names, but I got no notes, I got no nothing, and I got no co-host, so it's all me talking football. So, I'm out of breath. We've talked about a lot today. I hope you go will go check out the Detroit Kool-Aid cast with me and my buddy Grifka. I hope you'll continue listening right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, remember that spelling is called B-L-E-A-V. I believe, I believe, I believe. The Believe Podcast Network and Believe in Lions. And uh, yeah, I hope you uh, you love those trade scenarios. That'd be ideal if the Lions could trade down. I hope I gave you a lot of good names to think about. You want to know who those other names are? Check out that other podcast. I mean, just think. You could listen to Believe in Lions on Monday. You could listen to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast Wednesday morning and Friday morning. And you're probably going to get bonus shows. You're going to be talking like three, four, uh, multiple podcasts a week from me and my co-hosts talking lions i mean where else you have to go you don't have to go listen to any of the other shows out there you stay right here we'll get you the content and the entertainment that you look for so appreciate everybody take care i'm gonna be back here next monday right here on believe in lions doing some big things as we get closer and closer to the draft take care everybody i'm out i believe i believe i believe i love the lions say it with me i love the lions I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.